This is Cardinal Francis George. I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a nonprofit ministry at the forefront of Catholic evangelization, using new media to spread the faith on every continent. Father Barron challenges us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, the last several days in the liturgical calendar, so both the Daily Mass and Sunday Mass, we've been reading from the books of the minor prophets, Haggai, Zechariah, and Amos. Now, don't be misled by the term minor. It just means that their texts are shorter than those of the major prophets. It doesn't mean their themes or writings are less uh, important. Well, this Sunday, we continue this little tour through the minor prophets by dipping into the magnificent book of the prophet Habakkuk. It's the only time, by the way, in the three-year cycle, the only time we read from Habakkuk. Who was he? Well, very little is known about this figure. In fact, I think it's fair to say he's the, the least known, really, of all the prophets. They think likely he was writing around the turn of the 7th century BC, which means not too long before the Babylonian invasion of Judea and the destruction of Jerusalem. But what's really interesting is the theology of Habakkuk, which is particularly profound. He's the first figure in the Hebrew tradition seriously to question and quarrel with the ways of the Lord. Here's how the book and our reading for today open. Listen. How long, O Lord? I cry for help, but you do not listen. I cry out to you, violence, but you do not intervene. Why do you let me see ruin? Why must I look on misery? Now, I don't know about you, but that's a prophet that I can relate to. How many times have you watched the evening news and asked questions just like Habakkuk's? How often do we hear of terrorist attacks, murders on the streets of our major cities, the sexual abuse of children? And don't we say with Habakkuk, how long, O Lord? Why don't you do something? It's a great sort of cri de coeur, as the French say, that cry from the heart. You hear it now in more developed form in the book of Job. But here for the first time in the book of the prophet Habakkuk is this cry from the wounded heart of Israel, you might say. A cry that we echo all the time. The particular concern of Habakkuk was the rise of Babylon. So I said it's, he's writing the time just before the Babylonian captivity. Babylon is emerging as this great regional power. Think of the political forces today. You know, Of course, we're the last remaining superpower, but different political powers arise around the world, and they make their neighbors nervous, especially if they're led by someone who's a bit you know, 
amoral or nefarious. What will happen? What will this mean? Think of a few years ago with Saddam Hussein. Think of even now with the uh, the rise of Iran. You know, we're just concerned about these uh, political powers. Well, in Habakkuk's time, the Babylonian Empire was suddenly threatening the peace and security of the far smaller kingdom of Judah. And the prophet doesn't get how God isn't doing something. There's something I think, by the way, typically uh, and wonderfully Jewish about all this, this kind of bickering with God. Well, God's answer, and that's the great thing about this book, we hear not only the question of Habakkuk, but we hear God's answer too. God's answer is a bombshell, as shocking today as it was then. Listen now as God speaks. Look over the nations and see, and be utterly amazed. For a work is being done in your days that you would not have believed were it told. For see, I am raising up Chaldea, that bitter and unruly people. Chaldea, that's another word for the Babylonians. So Habakkuk is complaining about them. Why aren't you doing something about this wicked people? God says, well, actually, I'm raising them up. I'm raising up this bitter and unruly people. So Habakkuk must be thinking, let me see if I've got this straight. The God of Israel is raising up the power of Babylon even as he admits that there are wicked and terrible people. Yeah, that's exactly what God says. Now, how do we make sense of this? Well, it's part of this, I think, very profound perception the ancient Israelites had about God. God is not, like Babylon, a regional power. He's the God of Israel, yes, but not sequestered in Israel. Rather, God is the God of all of nature, all of history, and all of the nations. God is working his providential purpose out in the success of Israel and when Israel is in danger through good people and sometimes through wicked people. Is it possible, it's a very powerful biblical insight, developed throughout our tradition, is it possible that God can use wickedness for his own purposes? Well, listen as God's answer continues, because it's developing this very idea. Listen as the Lord lays out for Habakkuk just how bad Babylon is. Terrible and dreadful is he. Swifter than leopards are his horses, and keener than wolves at evening. He scoffs at kings, and princes are his laughingstock. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about, is what Habakkuk is undoubtedly saying. In other words, God knows full well precisely how bad the situation is. But he is using precisely this terrible situation for his purposes. What is it? What is it? Typical again of the Bible. He is using Babylon to punish the people of Israel for their sins. 
Wicked? Yeah, of course they are. They're bad, unruly, bitter. They have all this ter terrible army. They're scoffing at kings and princes. Yeah, of course. And that's why I'm using them, says the Lord. That's why I'm using them for the punishment of Israel's sins. Now, let's move into this ourselves. We might say, Lord, don't you know about gang violence in Chicago that's producing the, the deaths of, of, of hundreds of young people every year? Lord, don't you know how nefarious the drug trade is? Don't you see how some of the most wicked people in the world run the drug cartels that in turn supply the dealers in the streets of Chicago who in turn produce all this mayhem? Lord, don't you know about chemical weapons in Syria, how they're being used so brutally against innocent people? Lord, why don't you do something about Al-Qaeda? Why don't you do something to stop terrorist bombers? See, that's exactly where Habakkuk is. And the same terribly illuminating answer comes to us that came to him. Of course I know it. I know it more thoroughly than you ever will, just how terrible these people are. And yet, I am using them for my purposes. Now, mind you, this is not a wicked God we're talking about. The God of Israel, the true God, is a God of, of utter goodness. Nor is it a God who stands idly by while terrible things happen. Rather, this is a God of active and mysterious providence, who is always about the business of doing good, but often in a way that is confounding to us. Let me say that again, because it's the hinge of this, isn't it? This is a God of active and mysterious providence who is always about the business of doing good, but often in a way that's confounding to us. Listen to God's final word now to Habakkuk. Write down the vision clearly upon the tablets so that one can read it readily. For the vision still has its time, presses on to fulfillment, and will not disappoint. If it delays, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not be late. See, here's the thing, everybody. I know God's ways are strange and hard to fathom. But this should not surprise us. Because we are dealing with the Lord of all nature, the Lord of all time, the Lord of all history. God surveys the totality of all that exists and works his purpose out precisely in that limitlessly capacious context. And this is why, see, our present suffering can seem utterly meaningless. And though the wickedness of people and nations around us can seem utterly unjustifiable, But God is in charge. God is working his purpose out. 
Paul put it this way, of course, in Romans. All things work together for the good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. And so, what's the right attitude in the presence of such a God? Listen again to Habakkuk. The just man shall live by faith. Now, again, I know that's a word that can be easily dismissed. We can roll our eyes. Oh, he's just calling for simple-minded faith. But faith is not credulity or superstition or gullibility. The faith which Jesus praises in the gospel for today, doesn't he? If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say that mountain be supplanted into the sea. That faith is the reasonable response to the mysterious God, who's the Lord of all of space and all of time. It's the proper, reasonable response to the God who is working his purpose out, but in a way that will always be opaque and confounding and mysterious to us. A God, listen, who can even use the wickedness of the world to affect what he wants to affect. How long, O Lord, do we join right in with Habakkuk? How long, O Lord? But then with Habakkuk as well, we find the right attitude is faith is acceptance of God's mysterious providence. And God bless you. I hope you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George, and I pray that God will bless you and those you love. Four years in the making, and it's finally here. Our new Catholicism documentary series, book, and study program are now available to order online at catholicismseries.com. Will you help me introduce this epic film series to your parish, school, family, and friends? Catholicism is an unprecedented adventure around the world and deep into the faith. Learn more at catholicismseries.com or call one 866 That's 1-866-928-1237.